This is Affliction Fiction, a podcast regarding writers and artists who quite literally make their characters sick. I'm Jennifer Horlick. And I'm James Ewer. On this show, we analyze illnesses that exist in fictional works, such as TV, books, and film, and how they relate to the real world. And this week, we'll be taking a look at Wizard Lice from an installment of Neil Cicerega's viral YouTube web series, Potter Puppet Pals. Potter Puppet Pals is a web series that puts a unique spin on J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series by depicting its characters using felt hand puppets with exaggerated personality traits. The series has been around for over 10 years now and is still occasionally updated with new episodes. In one episode, Ron Weasley reveals some unfortunate news. Hi, I'm Harry Potter. What's a beautiful day here at the Hogwarts School of Magical Mystery Tours? Every day is beautiful with you here, Harry. But... But what, Ron? What could be wrong? I've got a secret affliction, Harry. Disgusting! You don't even know what it is, Harry. It's lice. Get out. It's wizard lice. Harry and Ron are told by Professor Dumbledore that since wizard lice are magical creatures, Hagrid is the one to ask about a cure. They travel to Hagrid's hut and show him Ron's wizard lice, and he offers a treatment in the form of a musical number. Right here, take a look. Millions of little monsters have spawned on Ron's already filthy scalp. Oh, well now my boys, just listen here. <coughs> if you wanna take care of that wizard, nice, you gotta listen to Hagrid's good advice. Rub me in your hair till it starts to stink. Let it sit for an hour and wash it off in the sink. Then take some mayonnaise, rub it into your roots, and wipe it all off on an old pair of boots. Spin in a circle. Clap your hands twice, now you ain't got any dice. Great song, Hagrid, but I can't afford any mayonnaise. Hagrid then reveals an alternative method of getting rid of wizard lice, being hung from the ceiling by your feet and getting whacked in the head. Uh, there's another way to cure wizard lice, but you ain't gonna like it. Are you sure this is going to work, Hagrid? Shut up. Oh! Oh! (laughs) You're cured. Oh, thank you, Hagrid. I feel 100% better. The real-world comparison to be made here is pretty obvious. Wizard lice is just a variant of real lice. And I, for one, am familiar with lice because I work in a kindergarten classroom and one of the students just had lice a couple of weeks ago. Darn kids. And I'm also familiar with lice because I had it probably four approximately times throughout elementary and middle school. My scalp feels kind of itchy thinking about it. Don't sit so close to me. (laughs) But how much do you really know about lice? According to Mayo Clinic, lice are sesame seed-sized parasitic insects that feed on your blood. Apart from just being revolting... Lice can cause severe itching, a tingling and tickling feeling from movement of hair, small red bumps on the scalp and skin, and once lice are in your hair, they can start to lay eggs, called nits, which can't be easily brushed out. And now I'm having flashbacks to the electric comb my mom had to use to get rid of the nits in my hair. There are three different kinds of lice. The most common one that we think of is head lice. Simply put, this is lice. In your head. They're found in the scalp, though it's a bit easier to see them over the ears and at the nape of the neck. The next type is body lice. 
These lice are initially found on clothing and bedding material and then move to the skin in order to feed on the blood. They're not all that common, but they can affect people who aren't able to regularly clean themselves or their clothes. The final type is pubic lice, which contrary to their name don't always occur in the pubic area, but really any part of the body with coarse hair, such as the chest or even your eyebrows and eyelashes, and they're often referred to as crabs. Crabs? You mean like... Eugene? Hello, I like money. (laughs) The Potter Puppet Pals don't talk a whole lot about the actual symptoms of wizard lice, but Harry uses a magnifying glass to show that they're on Ron's head, and he refers to them as being located on Ron's already filthy scalp. Therefore, we can conclude that wizard lice is a kind of head lice. That being said, it's interesting that wizard lice are featured in an episode called Ron's Disease, considering that, according to the CDC, head lice aren't actually known to transmit any disease, and for that reason, aren't considered a health hazard. Sure, they're gross and undesirable, but they aren't really going to adversely affect your well-being. In fact, many cases of head lice are free of the symptoms that we previously mentioned, and aren't characterized by anything other than the presence of the lice themselves. Lice spread pretty easily, especially considering they can't fly, jump, or really do anything better than just crawl. But it happens. The most common way is if a head or body that has been infested with lice comes into close contact with another head or body. This would be a good explanation as to why lice are found so often in elementary school classrooms, as I can tell you from personal experience that kindergartners have no sense of personal space. Another means of spreading lice, which you're probably familiar with, is sharing items that have come into contact with hair. Lice can obviously get into your combs and brushes, but they also find their way into your pillows, clothing, towels, blankets, and even stuffed animals. Yeah, I can attest to this. Uh, I owned a lot of stuffed animals growing up, so the first time I got lice, and it was really bad, we had to put them all in trash bags and put them in the garage so that the lice would suffocate. Sharing things like this is an easy way to catch an infestation. A way that lice can be spread that can often get neglected, however, is storing infested items in close proximity with other items. If an object becomes infested with lice, it needs to be kept separate from other personal items. Otherwise, the lice can easily make their way over. Aside from the obvious ways of spreading head lice, body lice can be spread by coming into contact with furniture that has been infested, and pubic lice can be spread by sexual contact. We don't see any evidence of how wizard lice is spread in Potter Puppet Pals, as Ron is the only one who ever has it. It's fully possible that since wizard lice are magical creatures, they spread between the characters of the Harry Potter series in some mystical way beyond our understanding. However, let's assume for a moment that wizard lice is transmitted between people in all the same ways as the head lice we know. If that were the case, then the case of wizard lice in the episode probably would have been spread to many other people. This is because Hagrid cures Ron's wizard lice by hitting him in the head with a club, but Harry then recruits Hagrid to use the same club to whack all of his enemies. Theoretically, since the club came into contact with Ron's hair, and then the heads of many other Potter Puppet Pal characters, Hagrid would have actually been spreading wizard lice from Ron's head to everyone else's that he hit. When it comes to treating an already existing case of lice, we usually use products like shampoos and lotions that are designed to work against lice infestations. These are sold over the counter, but there have been signs that lice have started to become resistant to their active ingredients, in which case a doctor can prescribe a product which might work better. There are also prescription medications which can be applied directly to the treatment area or even ingested orally. So we know that in real life, lice is generally treated with a special shampoo. But just looking at Hagrid, it's a fairly safe assumption to say that he 
probably doesn't know anything about shampoo. So naturally, Hagrid provides his own remedy for wizard lice, which, to recap, consists of rubbing meat in your hair, letting it sit for an hour, washing it off, rubbing mayonnaise deep into the roots, wiping it off on a pair of boots, spinning in a circle, and clapping your hands twice. You know, doctor stuff. Or nurse stuff. Are you learning that sort of thing at Rory Myers? No. <laughs> So is there any resemblance between what Hagrid advises and how lice, or any other condition for that matter, can be treated? Believe it or not, kinda. First off, mayonnaise has legitimately been used and recommended as an at-home remedy for lice. So yes, there does seem to be a basis for what Hagrid is suggesting. The Lice Clinics of America states that the basic theory behind the treatment is that since mayonnaise is so thick, it will kill lice by suffocating them. However... The same source goes on to refute mayonnaise as an effective cure for lice. Firstly, there isn't any medical evidence of any at-home remedy, including mayonnaise, being able to treat lice. This is asserted by both the CDC and the National Association of School Nurses, and the same is true of olive oil, butter, and margarine, all of which are other suggested remedies for lice. Even Mayo Clinic doesn't believe in treating lice with mayo, and it's in their name. And even if mayonnaise could suffocate lice to death, Another issue would be that it couldn't suffocate the lice eggs. Lice eggs make up a substantial portion of a lice infestation, and they're notoriously more difficult to get rid of than lice themselves. Hey, Jennifer. Yes? This one time, I went to go refill my car, but when I got there, instead of selling gasoline, all I sold were cylindrical red hats. I think I was. Infestation. I, I don't get it. <laughs> And lastly, when people try using mayonnaise to remove lice, they usually do so by wrapping their child's mayo-soaked hair in plastic and leaving it overnight. Suffice to say, that ain't safe. There's always a chance a child's sleeping habits will cause some kind of accident, and they could end up suffocating themselves. In short, there's a reason why Hagrid suggests mayonnaise as a method of getting rid of lice. But it's a puppet show about wizards. This isn't a real treatment. Hagrid also suggests that Ron rub meat in his hair. A Google search of rubbing meat on hair didn't yield any results, and I wasn't really surprised because I have never heard of this method for treating lice. However, the stereotypical treatment for a black eye, often seen in movies and TV, is placing raw meat over the bruised eye to act as an ice pack and reduce swelling. This practice may stem from the ancient Greek and Roman medical theory of humorism, in which it was believed that illness is caused by deficiencies or excesses in any of the body's four bodily fluids, or humors. One of the four humors is blood, so under this theory it could be believed that the blood of raw meat draws out the swelling of a black eye. But is this treatment method actually effective or safe? Well, Jennifer, the short answer is no. And the long answer is, no. <laughs> According to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, you should not place raw meat on a black eye. Raw meat has bacteria on it, so when placed on the eye, the meat poses a high risk of infection. Their website also states that this method of treatment doesn't even have a scientific basis, so it's not worth the risk of infection to use raw meat to reduce the swelling of a black eye. During his song, Hagrid claims that spinning in a circle and clapping one's hands twice is a treatment for wizard lice. Perhaps Hagrid picked up this idea during a visit to India. Hang on. <laughs> you really began that sentence that way? Perhaps Hagrid, the puppet edition. 
thought this because he went to India I don't, off screen. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Continue with your theory, Jennifer. Perhaps Hagrid picked up this idea during a visit to India, where clap therapy was apparently popular. According to a CNN segment of Inside Asia from June 24, 2000, correspondent James Martone reports that people in India stopped going to doctors and instead turned to clap therapy to stay healthy. Krishan Bajaj, a clapping leader, claims that clapping can heal depression, blindness, and baldness, among other ailments. Well, then Hagrid must be clapping a lot. (laughs) A Hindu holy man told him that clapping causes an increase in blood circulation, which can, quote, cure diseases. Bajaj even claims that he cured himself of blindness simply by clapping every morning for a year and a half. Another unidentified man in the segment says that following Bajaj's clapping routine cleared up tumors on his arms. In the end, Hagrid ends up curing Ron's wizard lice by whacking him in the head with a bat. Though deliberately hitting yourself or being hit doesn't sound like it would be an effective treatment, it is an integral part of chest physical therapy, or CPT, for those with cystic fibrosis. According to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, CPT is used to drain mucus from the five lobes of the lungs. It involves the person getting into different positions in which a major part of the lung is facing downward and using percussion, which is when a caregiver or partner claps or vibrates the person's chest to help dislodge and move the mucus out of the lungs. Percussion is performed by clapping on the person's chest wall for three to five minutes with a cupped hand so as to soften the clap and not hurt the person. Kind of like CPR, percussion is done forcefully and with a steady beat, with each beat making a hollow sound. The person can then cough or huff the mucus out of their lungs. Because percussion is not painful when done correctly, it doesn't quite relate to Haggard's method of being hit in the head while hanging from the ceiling, which sounds pretty uncomfortable. As a nurse, I would not recommend that treatment for any kind of ailment. That's all we have to say for now, but what do you think? Do you have a question or contribution to today's discussion? If so, you can send us an email at afflictionfiction at wnyu.org. For now, I'm Jennifer Horlick. And I'm Rubius Hagrid. Thanks for listening. And get well soon. The Potter Puppet Pals series was created and written by Neil Ciceriga. Lover's Carvings by Bibio was written by Stephen Wilkinson and is property of Warp Records.